How's it going? Welcome to another episode of Millennials in Ministry. So happy to have Morgan Edwards on the show with us today. Um, Morgan, I came across Morgan because I interviewed a guy named Benji the other day, and he was at a conference called Flood Conference. I was watching his stories, and I saw this amazing conference that came on, and somehow through accounts and looking at different stuff, I came across Morgan Edwards and found out he was the creative director. I'm like, I want to interview that guy to see how he did this. Um, so Morgan, tell us a little bit about your background and how did you become the creative director at World Overcomers Christian Church? Um, so my background started uh, back when I was like really young. So uh, let me see. I got started in production around the age of like, seventh grade, not the age, but the year seventh grade, whatever age that is. And I was uh, running a lowly fog machine in our high school theater. And that was kind of how I got my push. And a lot of friends of mine um, at the time were kind of getting into it as well. So um, my love for lighting built, uh, just being able to create uh, lighting is such like a subconscious thing. Uh, people don't realize how important it is um, until it's wrong or it doesn't fit or it doesn't match. So I love the challenge of being able to create, you know, uh, realistic environments um, in, you know, in a, like a box or a closed space or with a certain amount of stuff. So I got started that way. Um, I moved towards um when i got into college this connection is kind of yeah i got you i can hear you yeah there you go Okay, cool, great. So uh, I got started. Uh, where, do I, where did I leave off? What's the last thing you heard? When you went to college. Yeah, so I went to college, got started in like the corporate world, which gave me a lot of knowledge about working with clients, uh, working with different types of personalities and working with um, people that are, you know, that are either like really upfront or people that are really laid back organic environments, uh, very type A and type B environments. So that was really helpful. And then towards 2015 is where I started working at World Overcomers as the lighting designer. And I went from there into like technical director. So I basically oversaw all the technology and kind of developed a love for, um, for more of like the communication side of everything. And it's been, it's been a challenge. It's been challenging, but it's been a lot of fun, very rewarding. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, now I'm here. It's 2018. I've been at the church for three years. I've been the cre creative director there for about a year now, give or take a year, year and a half. And yeah. it's been it's been fun. There's been um, a lot of, like, like I said, challenges that, you know, I've had to grow and like, um, but, you know, obviously, I'm sure we'll get to all that. But that's kind of my background. Um, yeah. I do. I do a lot of other random stuff. I play like a lot. I play music. You know, I can play a lot of instruments. Um, okay. Uh, I like to cook. You know. Okay. <laughs> uh, every now and then, so yeah, there's like a, a lot creative of random director stuff. by day, cook by night. I don't know when I'm not feeling lazy. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So talk to us a little bit about the actual flood conference. How did that become to be from start to finish, from idea to completion? Because you're kind of the guy that helps put all of that together visually. So talk to us a little bit about that. 
Uh, I mean, so from the start, uh, you know, obviously Flood Conference has been around for three years now. This was our th third year. So the first year, just to kind of give you the background, Flood Conference is our um, youth. Uh, it was started out as our youth conference uh, here at World Overcomers uh, Christian Church. And we migrated it this year to youth and young adults. So it was kind of a new thing, a new way of tackling it um, because you're trying to appeal um, you know, a conference that's both youth, which is, you know, your middle school and high school kids, and also your young adults, which is, you know, anywhere from 18 to, like, whatever the age of young adults. Yeah, <laughs> we're struggling with that, too. It's like, there's, there's no end date. Like, there's no end yeah. age. It's like, whatever. Yeah, no, so, you know, I think, I think it was, it was, a, it was challenging to be able to create an environment that was, you know, hype enough for kids, but also an environment that was also, like, not serious enough, but also made the young adults feel as if, um, you know, it, they identified and they kind of, you know, jumped in on that. So, um, so to start, you know, obviously they started working on the graphics package and kind of the look of Into Troubled Waters last year. Uh, and so uh, at the time, our lead graphic designer, a guy named Jeb Perkins, sat down with Manny Arango, who is our youth and young adults pastor and they essentially kind of put heads together on what it what it's going to look like so you know they've been working together on all the looks and all the themes for flood conference since we started and okay. they have a really good chemistry together so as far as like the graphics package and the visuals go i never really had to like be as involved with that as i you know as because they they work really well together they have a good chemistry together so i let them develop how they do and uh, Jeb and Manny, like, have a really good way of understanding each other. So um, I kind of came into play when we started to talk about what the live environment was going to be about and how we were going to get people into the space and how we were going to get people to, you know, the feeling that we were trying to convey uh, at Flood Conference and, and the different sessions and stuff like that. So we started talking January, February, and... You know, it was as simple as a meeting where it was me, Manny, and Tia, and we sat down, Tia being Manny's wife. Um, uh, me, Manny, and Tia sat down, and we just, like, talked about what it was that we wanted Flood Conference to be. And I think Flood Conference in itself is is uh, is is really fun. So it was, like, it was like taking something that already has a lot of energy and a lot of fun and a lot of, like, spunk and whatever the words you want to describe it as, and creating uh, this environment for – for both teens and for young adults. So I thought because all of our conferences, you know, start a certain way, I was like, well, let's tackle this one a little bit differently. So, you know, we, we tackled it from the, from the aspect of, you know, if you were, if you knew all the promotional videos, uh, all the videos that Jay and Manny had worked on. So Jay being Justin Reed, uh, which is one of our filmmakers and producers at the church, uh, mm -hmm. they were very like, it was almost like this big buildup over the course of months as to like what it meant to be into troubled waters. So, um, and being into troubled waters was basically Manny was saying that we were going to take, you know, these people that had gone through these first two years of flood conference and their next step was to get into troubled waters with everybody else and to like, feel like they were surrounded, engulfed and immersed in this experience and, and the love of Jesus Christ and, and the feeling of being surrounded by people that are like-minded and understand um, what all that means. So, you know, we did that. And um, from there, I was like, well, let's start the conference as if you're in like, a, in like in water, like 
the vibe was to just feel like you were inside of uh, of yeah. an ocean. So like doors opened and it was it was just black and there was just blue lights on. It was kind of dim, um, and the it was just really cool because people kind of transitioned from the high energy lobby environment into this this almost immersive reverent um, situation, and a lot of people kind of didn't know what was going on or what to do. And yeah. then, you know, we started a conference with this very creative piece put together by, um, you know, Jay and, you know, Tia did the voiceover and Manny did the voiceover. And it kind of just tied the whole theme in. So it's like, even if you hadn't seen any of the promotional content, if you hadn't seen um, any of, you know, the, the, uh, the marketing package that we had put together, you would still know what you were walking into. So, yeah. you know... I think my my overall point in it was to make sure that we were being intentional about the feeling of flood conference mm -hmm. and the feeling of you know how we wanted people to 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 identify with the atmosphere and to identify with you know where they were at in that moment in their life and um yeah. it translated really well the video was amazing um and I caught myself during, obviously during the sessions, I'm like on a calm and talking into a talk back to the band's ears, but I'm trying to, I'm also trying to take it in from the aspect mm -hmm. that, you know, we're, we're putting on this, 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 this life-changing event for some, and mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just, at this point, it's just a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, we got out of the video and then it just like came up with this like spotlight on Aaron, who was the worship leader that we had. And he just kind of sang this song called Into the Deep. And it took you into this place where, you know, by the by the second or third time he sang through the bridge, you know, people had like opened up to this environment of worship and they had opened up to this to this place where they could they could um they could just kind of let loose and like just be in the moment, which was my goal. My goal was for people to not like, it's so easy to start a conference with, like, just a high-energy, like, jam-packed song, and you're just, like, going. Yeah. But I think it's it's even more um, it's even more intentional and more challenging to start a conference with something that is, that is, like, slow and, like, intimate and, like, gets you in the mood. So then, yeah. you know, it's just, there's just a lot that went into, you know, every step, and I think... You know, a flood conference or anything that I do, I always have to ask the question of why. Uh, every decision that I make, I want to make sure I have an answer to the question why, because if you don't have an answer to the question why, then you have, like, no basis for your decision. You have no basis mm. for why you've decided to, why I've decided to have people walk into a blue room. And then mm. it, it helps people who are supporting that, that vision and supporting this, this idea to understand uh, why it is that you're doing that. So I think, you know, overall flood conference was, and I just really, all that was just me talking about like the first four elements of the whole concert. But um, <laughs> I think creatively flood conference from an aspect, from my, my perspective was um, far more rewarding because every, every decision that we made and every element that we introduced was very intentional to the fact that we wanted to, to create an environment for people to like take this journey into troubled waters and yeah. for it to not be distraction, for it to be distraction free and for it to be 
to the place where people could just feel what they want to feel, whatever it is that the Lord is trying to get them to feel and whatever it is that, um, that they're feeling at that moment. Like I didn't want to, to disrupt that. So it's just, it's, it's really rewarding from that aspect um, to be able to have a team that can like, I'm telling you, if you ask my team, we were, we were there a long time. There were rehearsals and, there were table reads and there were walkthroughs and there were, but I think all of it is very intentional in the fact that we want to make sure that everyone who's on stage or who's on support staff or who's on production crew is empowered enough to know exactly what it is that they need to do um, to produce this environment and this experience that is just incredible. And it was, and it went so well. So um, I mean, that's, that's the long short answer of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good answer. It's a good answer. My sister was commenting, love the attention to detail uh, that you put into creating something like that. And I love how you talk about the different elements. It's the why, and then it's what elements can we use to translate the why and creating that feeling in people. And you yeah. even mentioned before when we were talking briefly about, I asked you how do you measure the success of something you do creatively? And why don't you, you know, tell the people, like, how, how do you do that? Like, how do you measure if something you've done creatively is successful? So, yeah, when we talked, you know, briefly earlier, I had mentioned that, like, I think success within ministry is measured very differently than success within, like, a for-profit entity or, or something that, you know, you're marketing a good or a service. Success, um, for me personally, when I'm talking about success of, like, Flood Conference and and anything else that we do, like my success is the impact. And um, like, honestly, I feel like if I can see or hear like one story of impact that I think everything that you do in ministry is worth it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if you, if you get one, just one life, or if you get one kid to, to, to do something, I know the morning session on Saturday, you know, we end the morning session, give them lunch time and they can go eat at food trucks and stuff. But um, like the most amazing thing happened where like all the kids, like not all of them, but most of the kids just stayed and they just like worshiped for, I mean, I'm telling you like an hour and a half and they like skipped lunch. We had to like push, uh, breakout sessions back, but it was, it was crazy because everyone inherently had this, this, uh, this, just this know that they had to you know, let that moment happen. That was a moment that right. was uncontrollable by man. And that was a moment that was uncontrollable by, by, by me as the creative director. And that's the moment that I love. I mean, that's the moment that yeah. you want to happen. You want to be able to not know what to do. You want to be able to not know, you know, why this is happening. You want to be yeah. like, yeah, this is just like a takeover. So, um, I like that moment to me was success for the conference because, mm-hmm. you know, um, just to be able to see like, you know, kids worshiping and stuff like that, especially in this day and age when everything is so built off of, um, you know, the self and everything is so built off of, you know, this internal struggle for understanding like who you are and how you want to operate and, and how you want to, you know, manifest yourself as a person, um, just to see people free up and just be in the moment was, was really good. Uh, another way that I measure success is by the team, the team that produces this, the team that produces, I cannot tell you how accomplished everybody felt when we wrapped flood conference, because people were 
the whole team was just so proud of themselves. We, we, mm. cause we, we did something that we set out to do and that we set out to do very intentionally. And we set out to do that had a high level of execution. And yeah. I think, um, that's a measure of success when it comes to, to marketing, um, from a more like, from a more like metric point of view, um, yeah. we measure success. We measure conversion, if you will, or we measure okay. impression and we see like how many people like look at what we post or we see it, how many people comment and identify with what we post. And then we figure out, you know, we need to generate more content that looks like this. So we need to generate because I mean, the big thing with us is making sure people identify with what we're, what we're doing and that people, yeah. you know, like, you know, and enjoy it and that we're creating right. something that people want to be a part of. So that that's how we measure success and that's how I measure success. And, um, okay. Yeah. Just that's, I that's, love that. yeah. So when it comes to the team, the creative team, what are some elements or keys to running a successful creative team? Um, I think personalities, understanding every personality on your team is super, super important uh, because, you know, everybody is different and everybody works different. Everybody understands task and vision different. So mm -hmm. the one thing that I really strive to do is to understand and be able to relate to, to my team and, you know, it's up to them to agree with whether or not I do a good job. Um, you know, we're all, uh, we're all, you know, pretty good friends, uh, both yeah. in the office and outside of the office. And so, um, but definitely, like, I definitely understanding personalities, understanding like people's strengths and weaknesses, and then trying to find people that complement. You know, if you have somebody with a with a strength here, and you have somebody with a strength here that complements the weakness of the other person, trying to make yeah. sure that they, they those people line up in those in that task. Um, other than that. Like, our team, honestly, our team is very, like, just, they just sync pretty well uh, for the okay. most part. And, you know, I, I love every single one of them. They're ex extremely important to me. We're, see we're seeing some transition right now within our department. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, that's hard in itself because, you know, as, you know, obviously change and transition is it's something that has to happen, not necessarily yeah. what you want to happen, but you know, obviously, it's challenging to 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 find your way through it. But you you always do, you always yeah. find your way. There's always an end. I like to believe that there's a point A to a point B for everything. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that is a uh, that's super important. And yeah. I'm trying to think, what else would be good about running a creative team? Uh, yeah, make them feel loved. Creatives. Yeah creatives love their work and um even if it's as small as a uh, as a you know a social media graphic or if it's as small as you know something like an infographic or something you know every creative puts their own twist and spin on an idea so right. making sure that you understand that you know even if they claim that it's not there's their their own personal spin is on a project and it's on something right. so okay so here's another question for you, and this is something that I personally have a challenge with um, yeah. helping lead a creative team at my church. Um, when it comes to vision, like I feel like when you do something for the first time, it's easy to have momentum built toward it. But when yep. you start doing it consistently, it's like, okay, 
well, what's the purpose of this? Like, you know, like some like photographers, for example. Okay, I, I know we did the pictures, but what what else are we making? Like, is it the same pictures all the time? And as a creative lead on the team, it's like, how do I keep coming up with vision, even though I'm not necessarily the head head that has vision? And they do have yeah. vision and everything, but how do you keep casting creative vision? for a creative team to feel like we're still creating something, you know? Yeah. How do you do with something like that? I mean, that's that's a huge challenge uh, in itself because translating vision um, from, you know, like a high level to a creative team is, is a challenge. It, it, it's a challenge in itself because you have to take that vision, keep the integrity of the vision from the high level, but translate it mm -hmm. into a way that, um, you know, translated into a way that creatives understand and people who generate content understand. Uh, yeah. A lot of the times you'll see a disconnect, like when you have vision and you have the creative who's creating the vision, you see the disconnect in the center of like what it means to translate that to that content generator. And yeah. I think the, the best way to do it is to sit down and figure out the strategy and like the deployment strategy and, and what's the end goal? Like what's the end goal of the vision? And then kind of work your way back. And that's been something that I, you know, I've been, I've been honing uh, and still working on. Like, I don't even know if I would say that I'm near there. Um, but it's, it's, it's its own, it's its own beast to conquer. Uh, yeah. But I think that the number one most important thing is making sure that you keep the integrity of the high level vision because then it's like that. It's like the game telephone. So if like someone tells me something and they want me to do something, and they want me to get someone else to do something, I got to make sure that I get it to them now. But it's not like, it's even more difficult than telephone because telephone, you just say the same thing you're supposed to. With this right. telephone, you hear what you're supposed what, what the vision is. And now right. you kind of have to translate it into, you know, creative vernacular. And you have to come up with this concept, this idea. And then you have to like, once you come up with a concept and idea, you have to go back and pitch it to make sure that the vision lined yeah. up to make sure. Yeah. So that's the, that's that, that in itself, it's like, it's not just one way. There's like, there's a lot of back and forth. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of making sure there's a lot of making sure that, you know, if, if what you created is not right, you know, you go back to the drawing board and mm -hmm. um, you keep, you keep creating and you keep making options and you keep, you know, regenerating that, that, um, that content until you like have hit it on the nail and everyone's happy and everyone's excited and everyone yeah. is, um, is really, is really vibing and not everyone's always going to be excited or <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you like, <laughs> you know, by revision five, revision six, you're kind of like, <laughs> you're like done. <laughs> you're like, Oh man. But I'm telling you, like there was one time and this was just recently, we were creating a video for a campaign and, we got up to the day before the campaign was supposed to launch and we did not have anything. And I remember I was sitting there and it, it's like, it's so, it's so bizarre. You're sitting there and you're writing down ideas and you're writing down the script and trying to figure it out. And somebody from across the room is listening to you read it and they say a sentence that like brings it all together. And all I could do was just like shout in the room. <laughs> I just like let out because it was like it was just so freeing that yeah. um, that like and it completed the whole script like the script was done wow. after he said that sentence so and then yeah. from there from there we went and we shot um, 
you know, we shot the video, we edited the video, we put the video up and the next day played it in service and it, it, everyone loved it. And I think that is the, and we're kind of doing the same thing right now. Like it's, you know, you ideally want to put together, you know, a campaign structure, but you don't have the, you don't sometimes have all the resources or all the time uh, that yeah. you want to have for, you know, multiple things. So you just, you just keep, you keep chugging. I think one thing is, is I have a terrible sense of time when it comes okay. to work. So I will work for hours. Like I, yeah. there are times that I leave, we don't have any windows in our office. I'll get up and <laughs> pack up and leave and it's dark. And I'm like, wow. where, where has the day gone? The so, day yeah. yeah so you're just, you know, and I think that commitment to, to executing, executing what it is you planned is extremely mm -hmm. important because you can plan yeah. and create brilliance all day, but yeah. if you don't execute or implement what it is you plan, then what's the point? Right, right. Here's another question for you. When it comes to creatives and leading a creative team, um, what do you find hinders creativity? Like what puts a cap on people's creativity and how do you pull out the most creative juice in somebody that's on your team? Um, what hinders creativity? I mean, creative creatives in themselves are, I don't, I don't want to like generalize creatives. I think every creative works in their own way, which makes them creative. Mm -hmm. But from my experience, um, there's a difference between a creative and like a content generator or somebody who is like a very task oriented. Yeah. So the fine line is you don't want to take a creative and turn them into a, a content generator or a task or a task or just give them tasks because what happens is, is they'll realize that they're, that they're not necessarily being creative rather than they're just fulfilling tasks. So I think one thing that I like to do is, you know, I like if there's ever like a decision or if we're like trying to rebrand something or if we're doing a campaign or if we're sitting down and talking about something that's church facing yeah. or, you know, external. Um, one of my big things is like getting everybody in the room and talking about it. And because I think everything that we do uh, needs to be implemented in a way that everyone understands or everyone yeah. you know vibes with on some level even if like one person is vibing at like a 99 and one person is vibing at like a 10 percent yeah that yeah. one person at least has 10 percent uh equity in our idea and they have 10 percent mm -hmm. stake in what it is that we're creating so um you know it, like i said earlier you're not going to have everybody on board 100 percent for everything and i think that's just that's just the realization of it so um yeah, I think making sure that everybody just feels like they're heard. Creatives yeah. really want to be heard. And to be heard is also to be listened to uh, in a creative's mind. So you can't just you can't just hear them. And I, I'm I'm sure if some of them are listening right now, I understand that I hear you guys. I try to do my best to listen to everything um, that you guys say. Uh, but yeah. I it's like at the same point, you know, me being in my position, it goes back to that, that middle ground of being in between, you know, high, high level vision and, and creative content generation that it, you know, you you have to hear and listen to both sides mm -hmm. and, you know, make sure that you're converting on both sides. So 
right, it's difficult, right. but it's also it's also super rewarding and super. Yeah. It's really it's far more rewarding than it is challenging. Hmm. That's good. Okay, Morgan. Last question. What okay. piece of advice would you give to somebody, a, a millennial ministry that's creative that wants to do more? Uh, what advice are you giving to creatives in ministry right now? Work. Um, ministry is very, very different than corporate America or your for-profit entity because um, you have to realize that your worth and value is not in only what you're getting paid. Your worth and value is the impact that you're making on people's lives. Um, so, and that's, that's what keeps me going. It's like you, you hear so much that, oh, you know, you're, you're a creative director. You should be making so-and-so. And And I'm like, yeah, okay. I hear you. But also like ministry to me is just a little bit more and it's a little bit than, than just like your value from a resource or financial perspective. So it's just really, it's like what I say is like, don't, don't be discouraged by what your sense of value is or by, you know, what others perceive your value to be. Like try to find your value in the ministry, try to find your value in what you're accomplishing spiritually. Um, Mm. And, and just keep working hard. Like I work, I think the week of flood conference, I like worked probably like 124 hours. Um, I think I clocked. And, like, it was, like, I got up at 7. I would go work a normal day. And then me still being a lighting designer, it's, like, I know that there's, like, a certain level for myself that I hold myself to. So it's, like, I got to make sure that we're creating all the – we have the plan. We have the content. We have everything. And then once everyone leaves, I stay there and program the lights. And I stay there and sync up, like, our time code and our video and all this stuff because, um, you know, you realize that, like the, like the experience itself is more than just just yourself, um, and you know I see Tia at some point joined. So Tia Tia Christina is Tia Rango, and if Tia and Manny are listening, like they are they were um, super important to me because yeah. they had me buy in on what their vision was, and their vision was consistent. Their vision was the same the whole time, and their vision was that they wanted to have it was really this simple. They wanted to have a killer conference experience and they wanted it to be in line with the theme of in the troubled waters and it's just as long as we can answer that those two questions right uh, with whatever we did that's what we did so it's like um work hard find your value in the ministry and in your spirituality and just like just don't don't stop don't just keep going all the time um if you're tired just like grab a five-hour energy no, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Go to sleep. <laughs> no, I, I would say one other thing that creatives should do is sleep because yeah. I am far more productive if I sleep than if I, like, stay up for, like, 24 yeah. hours in a row. And it's so, so easy to be up all the time working. I get it. It is. It's incredibly <laughs> easy. But, you know, I think that's, that's – those are my three – those are my three points. Sleep. Love it. Work. And I figured out what the other one was. I have a terrible memory. It's really bad. I have to get everything written down for me all the time. That's okay. <laughs> Sleep, work, and we can watch We can watch the replay for the third one. Sounds all right, Morgan. So if people want to stay in touch with you and follow you, um, how can they do that? What, what's your website? Do you have one? Do you have a podcast? What do you yeah. got going on? Yeah. So we have uh, our – so World Overcomers Creative 
is our team, we, the creative team has a Instagram, which is World Overcomers okay. Creative. My Instagram is Motedz, M-O-T-E-D-Z. That's M-O-T-E-D-Z. Uh, you can follow me. Um, you'll see, like, you'll see whatever. I, you know, I do a lot of my external shows. I post stuff in the church there. Um, you know, we are hiring right now. So if you okay. are interested, um, we are hiring a couple full-time positions at, for the creative team. Uh, so you can go to worldovercomers.church, scroll all the way to the bottom and hit career opportunities and, you know, they'll be there. Um, I'm trying to think where else. I have a website, morgantedwards.com. You can see all my work there. Uh, but yeah, like it's so weird. I've I've never been in the spotlight or like interviewed before. So like the, the, yeah. promotion, the self-promotion hey, is, is, is weird. It's a new year, man. It's first time hey, for everything. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. It's great. Awesome. Well, Morgan, thank cool. you so much for your time and your advice. Thanks for leading a creative team. Like for me, this interview is super helpful in, uh, in everything that I do creatively and things that I want to do moving forward. So I'll definitely be staying in touch and following your stuff. And uh, we look forward to talking to, with you again soon. Awesome. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. I appreciate you like asking me to do this. This is great. Absolutely, man. All right. Have awesome. a good time. See you later.